0: blanket it covers the show where we cover the covers my name is danny gets and with me as always is john trainer what's up john hey dan how's it going it is good the school year has started i am exhausted but i am getting <laughs> through it how are you doing
1: <laughs> i'm doing fine yeah i'm feeling pretty tired myself but you know what I also don't like you, too, so this is uh, <laughs> I'm prepared to have my mind changed and having my mind changed always I don't know always brings me up a little bit. so I think I need this today. How familiar
0: are you with the original like I should say we're doing I still haven't found what I'm looking for the the hit song off of Joshua Tree. How familiar are you with that song?
1: Um like as familiar as i am with any other light adult fm song Oh, uh, boo <laughs> i like i think last time you know last episode i said you know my my actual favorite u2 song is uh sweetest thing um i
0: mean that to me falls more in the adult contemporary where, like they're, they're all they all fit everywhere basically like if any you turn on any radio station there's a possibility of a Joshua Tree song.
1: Yeah, uh, but, like, the one that I'm most familiar with is the one from the 2000s. Uh, no, like Beautiful, like Beautiful Day, Day. And, yeah. Yeah, so, like, I don't have, yeah. When I hear you 2 I think uh, classic rock or adult light FM.
0: I guess that's fair. I, I think if your your take is more the modern side of things, because, like, when this came out, it was not adult contemporary. It was kind of moving a genre forward, and then it just
1: became boring. <laughs> yeah, I like I, this is why this is what I'm saying. Like, I need a new perspective on it because I felt the same way about a lot of different bands that now I've kind of come around on. So I can totally see coming around to you too. Uh, they just had such an They were so obnoxious in the 2000s. That it's like, that's just like burned in my mind. It's that, and then they're on like the radio stations with like yeah. AC/DC songs. And I'm like, uh, what is there for me to care about here?
0: Yeah, I mean, they definitely leaned into this like world savior role that they were kind of projected onto. Yeah, and then they just kind of let it happen in a way that it was... It wasn't just yeah. that.
1: Like that was annoying, but like they also had this uh air of like we are the absolute biggest band in the world in like 2001 and i was like who cares move on
0: the weird thing with that is that they probably were
1: yeah but like i don't know who
0: else it would be
1: (laughs) they just have they like they they love them they love themselves enough That uh, it just makes your eyes roll when you're like, "You're a big band. We get it. You think you're awesome. We get it." They for sure loved the
0: praise that they were getting.
1: Like like Bon Jovi should have been that because it was the same time that he was doing the 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 bow wow. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, but
0: the the difference is the songs that he was making in the '80s were just wholly unimportant.
1: I, to me, those are the, I I loved those together. Yeah, it was like Santana's comeback, Bon Jovi's comeback, U2's comeback, and I was like, these are all. It's hard to care about any of these.
0: The only one I gave any shit about was U2, but I think that's because I gave a shit before that. But I I, like, I I totally understand. But what I want to do with this episode, I want to start it off just a little. A little different than we normally do because normally we exclude the ones where they're participating in their own cover now the one that I found that to me was the most kind of adventurous version of the song the kind of taking it and doing something different with it was them so I wanted to I that wanted sounds to start with, I wanted to start with that one It's the 20th or 25th anniversary of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It was a concert, and I'm obviously like, I remember going to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as a kid before U2 was eligible to be inducted and they had an exhibit. So, like, a whole floor was dedicated to U2, which was really cool as a U2 fan, but also the person in me who's like obsessed with like, gotta play the game the right way. Like, come on. They're, they're not inducted yet, they shouldn't be here. <laughs> but as part of that concert, they did. I still haven't found what I'm looking for with Bruce Springsteen. And it's so good.
1: I remember I remember that in the Rock and, Hole, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, seeing all the U2 stuff, and I remember seeing a rejection letter to Bono. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what <laughs> stuck out in my head and how tiny Prince's clothes were.
0: There was a lot of stuff that I, I, I considered myself a big fan of, especially of Rock and Roll Hall of Fame music at the time, but it would mean yeah. so much more to me to see that stuff now.
1: They had one of Jerry Garcia's guitars there. That was pretty yeah. sweet. And they had the hot dog from Fish, the fish hot dog.
0: Oh, I don't think I remember that one. Yeah, that would have jumped out to me. <laughs> it was huge, it
1: was, like, also, came from the ceiling. As, as
0: preachy as Bono can be, I actually kind of like his uh, intro speech here, where it's basically just saying like the, the reason that all of this is able to happen is that rock and roll is not about like politics or religion or anything like that. It's just about some form of rebellion, whatever it means to you. Usually the core is rebellion.
1: Yeah, nothing says rebellion like the 25th yeah. anniversary of the Rock and Hall Fame. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but like, this is not what this song sounds like. Like the guitar is there, but the vocals are an entirely different thing that have a little more urgency than most of the covers we're going to hear. A lot of that comes from Springsteen adding his little elements to it. But is this Springsteen right now? No, this is Bono.
1: This is Bono. I wonder if Bono trying to do a Bruce Springsteen thing here. It's or if he can't hear himself, but <laughs> right.
0: listen to that, though. Springsteen Springsteen's the hell out of this. Yeah.
1: But this is what I mean. It's not the song's fault. It's Bono's fault. <laughs> it's like, I guess, <laughs> like when Bruce Springsteen sings it, you're like, "Yeah, relatable." And when Bono sings it, you're like, "Oh my God, get get <laughs> off the of rooftops!" Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I am fully banking on this song setting you on a a, a good path <laughs> for this episode. All right, all right. But like, they're playing it faster. They're they're not really getting into that kind of kind of big feel that the song has when they do it by themselves. But I don't know if that's the Springsteen influence or on a concert like this you are limited in time so you you crunch it all in there. Maybe.
1: Or production like, even, maybe.
0: Like the urgency of it just comes through so much more in this version than even the original to me.
1: When Was this 2010? The whole thing was recorded in 2010? I, or were these all like when they were inducted?
0: I this is from the concert, which I I, I guess it says 2010. Oh, it's like one big concert. Yeah, they did a few with Springsteen. I know they did a "Because the Night" with Springsteen. That's also really good. I forget what else they did.
1: Thanks, oh, they dude. did. Where's the love
0: with Yeah, <laughs> I just pulled it up. They did Mag- "Magnificent" with Bruce Springsteen. They did "Where Is the Love" and one as a, I guess a cover swap. I really like this part of this.
1: I need to hear Dan what you like about this song. <laughs> I need to I, I, let me get in your head here. It,
0: this song is like a deep breath song to me.
1: What do you mean? What does that mean?
0: We're like it. It's it's one of those songs where lyrically it's like infinitely relatable. We're like if I had to guess, the original intention is somewhat religious, which is fine because it, it's so relatable to me to kind of have that feeling of like I've gotten so much good so much good has come my way but there's still something there's still something missing oh wait here they close it with promised land
1: I am a sucker for, uh, I am a sucker for that kind of thing. I, I, I love that part of that song.
0: It, it almost makes the whole thing worth listening to if you didn't like the rest of it, hearing them overlap those two parts. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Promise Land is another one of those songs, too, where it's just like, I, it, it's just a perfect song. Like I don't even think I would rank it in my top 50, but it's a perfect song.
1: I don't know if I actually know Promised Land. Promised Land is also a U2 song. No, Promised Land is a Springsteen song. Okay, okay. <laughs> when, where, what album is
0: that on? It's on Darkness. It's on Darkness on the Edge of Down, which is a great album. The only one I've ever bought on purpose. But uh yeah, I I really like that version of it. It it just does something just so cool to like I don't know, I don't know what it is about it, but like they they just do such a good job of kind of melding both of their styles and making something better. And when you're talking about bands as big as U2 and Bruce Springsteen, <laughs> to like, like there has to be a fair amount of, like, shedding ego to make that work. That's
1: true. And, like,
0: I-, I would expect it to be Springsteen shedding ego because he seems capable. But, like, they're both kind of meeting in the middle in a really, like, fun way on this cover. That is true. But yeah, the to answer your question, what I what I like about this song. It's like I I know the feeling. And he, like I think there's something about like the way the Edge plays guitar too, where like you just kinda like you just sink into it. Like it just kinda absorbs the space around you. And like it's weird because like I don't think I could tell you what the Edge's style is, but when I hear a U two song that almost stands out more to me than Bono's voice, and that's not the case for most bands. Like, for, yeah, for me, vocals are like front is. and center. But like with the with right. with the Edge, it's like, oh, that's that's the Edge. I, like one hundred percent, I can tell the Edge. Hmm. But we have another. Uh, All right, I'll keep that in mind. Yeah, think about it as the deep breath song. I, I like that. I'm gonna I'm gonna make sense of that as we go. Hopefully, okay. But uh, I I think this next one actually does a really good job of encapsulating that. Unfortunately, it comes from a kids movie, but Sequel. it's <laughs> it's Sing Two, where Bono plays a a uh, what's it an aging lion who is uh, retired. His wife died, and he gave up rock and roll to live a life as a recluse. And Scarlett Johansson's porcupine character is going to get him out of retirement. And spoiler alert for all of our uh, people out there listening to this show who also are waiting to watch Sing 2. Or Sing It. <laughs> yeah, she uh, she pulls it off and uh, <laughs> he surprises her on stage in the middle of this song with a duet. And it's really cool.
1: <laughs> you also have this one on well. On
0: It's also just like oh, yeah. a really. It's a really nice version. the The Scarlett Johansson version is a really nice version. It's soft and it's gentle. And in the movie, it actually kind of has a little bit of a weight to it, which is not something I thought Sing would have. <laughs> I mean, Sing One had none of it. Sing Two it cute. Sing had this cute, song. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, it's fine. It's it just but like here we are and. They, they were, they were is this audience
1: singing because yeah. the, the powers They were out.
0: promised the greatest rock star of all time. And he doesn't show up. And she goes out and performs it anyway. And the audience is like, whatever, we got you. It's, it's pretty cool. But then he shows up. And then he just sings it as he's always sung it for his entire life. It's not as cool as the Springsteen cover version. But it's a cool moment in a cool movie. And... Bono actually plays it really well.
1: How many stars does Sing To get on on Letterboxd for you, Dan? Um, you know what? I
0: have a uh, review today. It. I had I had to review it at one point. Let me see what I gave it. <laughs> it is really hard to think of that movie as more than a collection of uh, YouTube videos that I have to watch <laughs> at work all the time. Oh, really? <laughs> but as a collection of music videos, it's very good. As a movie, it's probably like two and a half. <laughs> okay. Like, there's there's a really good Halsey performance in there. OK. Uh, oh, what's his name? The guy who played Elton John, Taryn Edgerton. He he plays the one big gorilla guy. He has a really cool performance in there. Yeah, we whatever we get it. It, it's barely even a duet at this point. It's just a really cool moment.
1: Scarlett <laughs> Johansson singing along to the original.
0: Yeah. She's, she's very talented, but also eh, she's barely on there. Now, this next one, you were like, really? When when you saw it on the list? And no, I was actually really excited. <laughs> they, they get a lot of credit in the world of covers because of their Sound of Silence cover, and this is more in that direction. But... It's still very much a disturbed song. It's disturbed.
1: OK, I'm getting disturbed. I'm feeling disturbed.
0: Oh, I I can I can still hear like the The is about to come in.
1: I did not know Disturbed was a Chicago band. Are they really? What it says. Interesting. And he's doing a bono thing. It's so produced It's not that nice raw disturbed Yeah just <laughs> emotion. Like The disturbed
0: that I I listened to in high school was so raw. And then like the Sound of Silence cover is not super
1: produced either. They're not though. They're not raw at all. They are like super produced. He just is Dude, he's not doing a Disturbed thing. He's doing a Bono thing.
0: I think at some point he got tired of being the guy from
1: Disturbed. Just, <laughs> like, just, do all of his songs have that like the you know what I'm talking about <laughs> the sound, the Disturbed
0: sound? I, I think at some point they probably ditched that. It's a hard thing to be known for. <laughs>
1: Because otherwise, like, this
0: is very disturbed. Like, musically, it's, like,
1: a disturbed sound.
0: And then I don't know. vocally, this is, right, yeah. like, this
1: is, even vocally, this is disturbed. He's okay. just not doing the, the disturbed thing. It's just disturbing Corn that have that, like, we do our own funny sound. Yeah. It shouldn't be just that Every band needs, like, a funny sound.
0: Yeah, I, mean, I think they are... They are very fun because of those type of things. I, I think the stuff that makes them unique makes them kind of listenable to me and not, like, gimmicky listenable. Like,
1: I can, I can get through it. I gotta be honest, I've never listened to another Disturbed song. It's the only one I've ever heard.
0: Oh, uh, my brother would play them in high school. But you got a little Disturbed... Uh, there, was, a little. Was in, it was in there. Yeah, this but, is this is fine. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I get know. it. Let's get out of fine <laughs> and get into the really good. I'm, you know what?
1: I'm pleased that there is a disturbed cover of this song.
0: But we also have somebody who's uh, come up on the show before. We have Rhythms del Mundo with a version that
1: rules. Now yeah, we're trying to remember what the what did we what, what other cover did we do that we talked about this band? I know we did. They do a lot of covers. Like this feels right. Yeah, this is just this is perfection. (laughs) I I like so okay. So I'm obviously I'm not a YouTube guy yet. This feels better to me for this song than what YouTube did. I I
0: really think and like for me I started out as a YouTube fan, so like I didn't have to kind of get over the hurdle. But I really think. You two and Springsteen are very similar in that, where if you catch them at the wrong time in their career, that you're just like, I don't, I don't get it. I can't, I can't do it. But then you hear other people play songs from exactly that point in their career,
1: and you're like, wait a minute, like how was I so wrong? <laughs> well, like there's something about this song I can't put my finger on it, but it's just like. It's... Uh, there's not a lot of surprises to it, you know what I mean? Like, oh, no. it's not yeah. super dynamic, it's like... it's all kind of... it's not flat, but it's not a... Uh, it's like... it's like... Uh, flowy, or like synth or like... there's a lot of like padding to it. Um, and... Uh, Bono's kind of staying in that same sort of range the whole time. But it just feels like... I don't know. There's absolutely no edge. It's all round. This is a circle song. This is a sphere. Uh, that and
0: is think, like working. You know, this
1: the little edge of the horns and the like Latin beat here is like giving it something to me to you to, to it, right? I want
0: you to picture that as like the old school like Apple visualization when you're listening to music <laughs> on iTunes. We're like, it's uh, talk about the deep breath, we're coming back to the deep breath where you're just watching okay, that okay. ball and it's shrinking, and then it's getting bigger, and then it's shrinking, and then it's getting bigger, and the whole time the lyrics are just kind of washing over you, that's like, it's okay to still feel longing, even though lots
1: of good things have come your way. Like, it's okay. There's so much baggage with being in this song. I think what we need to do is at the end of this, we need to listen to the original. Even okay. if we cut it out, <laughs> I like <laughs> just that we, we didn't do that
0: before, so that you didn't. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Don't you taste be- this? Honestly,
1: this is better. <laughs> yeah, I love. I love this. So, do you think this song? Did you find this song kind of cathartic?
0: Not necessarily cathartic, but I think it's. It's probably like a synonym. I can't... I can't think of what the exact word would be. Or like... like, In my mind, it's not necessarily like... comforting and negative emotion the way I think of cathartic. It's just kind of like... It's like a warm hug. Yeah, it's just like... Everything's good, but sometimes you still need to be told that it's okay. to hear it well maybe you'll hear it on the next one because this next one is maybe i i i kind of want to sidetrack and listen to a couple others from from this this group that we're about to play but it is just one of the most kind of earnest and endearing versions that we've heard of maybe any of the covers that we've done to this point. It is the Austin Ukulele Society.
1: One, two. Three. I think I see why you wanted to play this now. Because there's like, I don't know, I'm going to say somewhere between 50 and 100 mostly elderly folks, not and elderly just, folks, but, you know, let's say Golden Age. And like nobody's trying to show off.
0: Nobody's trying to be the best ukulele player. Except for when you watch a video, there's one guy who is... He's not trying to make a thing of it, but he's definitely the best.
1: You can hear a few people kind of doing a little upstream and
0: Like, it's this all-inclusive group that I imagine is just like a... Hey, we're all going to come together and we're going to learn how to play ukulele. And, you know, as we're learning, we're going to play a couple songs together. And in a group this size, you can miss a note or two. You can strum the wrong way. You can. And it's all going to be fine. It's like that kind of just very welcoming
1: thing. Everyone seems to be having a good time. Everything I know about Austin screams Austin Ukulele Society.
0: Can you, I want to I wanna do another one of these. I, okay. I get the feel for this one. Can we do the losing my religion one? Yeah. Cause this one kind of goes against everything I've been saying in my mind, but I still feel like it's gonna do it.
1: Where's that bass coming from? Is that just a giant ukulele?
0: There are a few different sizes in there, so I wonder if there's, like, the ringers in there to kind of give it some life.
1: Do you play the ukulele, Dan?
0: I I know how to. I don't have one, so I don't play as often
1: as I would like. We have, like, a little... Pink one I got for hand for know, can you cut that out. <laughs> yeah, a little pink one we got for uh, for my kid and uh, I try to but I can never figure it out. Like I can I can never remember the chords. That's the thing. Once once you get a couple chords
0: down and you kind of just kind of get the feel for it because it's definitely smaller than I want it to be, which is like a weird thing to say about yeah. ukulele, but like. Having like learned how to play chords on a guitar, trying to play on a ukulele is like just a little bit more stretching and like stretching in than I like. But like once you kind of get the feel for that,
1: it comes pretty quick for me at least. There's a uh, accordion in here. <laughs> uh, this is interesting. this is haunted. Oh, they do dance in the moonlight though that would be nice. Oh, this seems like a fun crew. I right. would, uh, yeah, I would. I could, I could picture hanging out with these guys. Now, if
0: you want a fun crew, nothing more fun than the next one that we're gonna play here. We have Gregorian.
1: and <laughs> I cannot believe that you convinced me to do this, but kind of <clears> great. <throat> <laughs> yeah, I was, like, ready to be like, damn, I veto this. Yeah, we made a lot uh, of cuts
0: at the beginning of this, because as to be expected, uh, however old I am, 36-year-old song <laughs> is going to have a lot of covers.
1: Yeah, I don't know why... I can't even say for sure why I liked this one. But there's something... Up, you know what I think it is? Is that it feels like a chanty song. It's like... Uh, it's not a what's the word? It's not atonal. It's like the This is exactly how Bono sings it. <laughs> it's the voice. <volume. laughs> it's just like it, even the music. It's like it's just kind of rings like, out. Adding the synth like, like
0: a, electronic you know, elements and letting the vocals kind of take a backseat to that is such an interesting approach to any song.
1: Honestly, this is this is closer to how I hear this song. Like the little beeps and, and boops are just the guitar. And you say that like it's not great. I don't know. <laughs> I just don't know. And like the it, it yeah, it feels like a it's like a hymn or something.
0: I mean, it definitely has like a religious thing that it could very easily be translated into. Like, you don't have to go deep to look for religious messages in this one. Like, it's it's basically saying that I've gotten all that, like, can be offered to mortal man, and I still haven't found Jesus. Like, it's it's pretty easy to put that in there. But, like, you can equate that to, like, literally any experience.
1: Yeah, but this kind of church singing, this is this like matches the, the vibe to me. Oh, one hundred percent. Although uh, you can also see this in like a mega church, oh, like just yeah. not <laughs> not doing what they wanted to do. <laughs> you ever felt emotions then do we have the podcast for you feel feelings is a weekly podcast where comedians danny getz and george Bruderman sit down with some of the funniest emotionally distraught people i.e comedians they know and talk feelings every friday hear very funny people reminisce on ren and stimpy worry about the wizard of Oz, and emote over their emo phase Check out Feel Feelings with Danny and George, a show about feelings and the things that make you feel them.
0: from there to the Queen and King. I have the there were a lot of covers that vocally were here. But musically is what set this one apart for me. Like it has the beeps and boops as you called it. But the <laughs> kind of the depth of the echoes and stuff like that fit the song so well for
1: me. Yeah, I like how, yeah, it's kind of sparser, it's way sparser. Like, not by
0: doing much different either, like. They just kind of let it be.
1: Um. Yeah. it's all just like, I, I like still don't go? know how to describe it, but it's like. There's like a grandioseness to Bono that like it doesn't sound like I feel like it should be a little sad and there's no sadness in Bono. He's like, you know what I get from Bono? is like, I haven't found what I'm looking for. Can you even believe that? Me, I haven't found it. So that's <laughs> so I think that's the difference. A <laughs>
0: Because when you hear like 2023 Bono sing something like that, you're like, yeah, come on. But 1987 Bono had none of that. Like, Yeah. Although they hit hard fast. Like they were off to the races with Joshua Tree. Like it did not take long for them to reach like crazy levels.
1: see like what i like about this is that it's it's not like it's not all hit it's not (laughs) like the the song like shines through here i think or like it's not hidden behind all those like crazy layers of guitar jingles and jangles and the the you know huge echoey vocals and like i can hear a little more i feel like what you mean where it's like It's not quite sad, but it's like, there's like a longing, but it's also like kind of joyous. Yeah, I like this one a lot. And that like, that matches the, it matches like the core of this song while like removing a lot of the, I don't know, as, like, not a big fan, like, the unnecessary production behind it uh, while, like, kind of keeping the core of it.
0: I guess it does kind of, it shrinks the spectacle away.
1: Yeah. Yes, that's exactly it. I love that. I like that a lot.
0: So going from there, we're we're getting a little jazzy. We're we're getting a little uh French, I believe. It's, we are getting French. M Caddy Mini.
1: But I still haven't found what I'm looking for. This is kind of a last-minute find for us. I, I, I thought it was really it's really fun though. Yeah, I didn't have
0: a chance to do a lot of research
1: on on
0: this one, but uh I I definitely made a note to uh, explore them further, because they they literally were, right before we started recording, we were like, oh, this is pretty great.
1: It's cool. I wasn't so sure when it pushed her out. I mean, it's like off of their demo on Bandcamp. 2017 and nothing's been posted since.
0: Yeah, like, that's their only thing on there, too. Yeah, it's
1: just this one song. (laughs) It's fun, though, right? I I really like. It. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it keeps any of the the vibe of the original, but
0: there's a lot that comes through just in kind of the vocal cadence of it all. Yeah, and like maybe that's just because for me the vocals are the part that stand out all the yeah. time, like like melody melody over everything. And, and she's getting that she's nailing the melody. But also, yeah. I love everything else that's happening.
1: It's
0: I have spoken. It's just a trio. Like.
1: Yeah, I have a hand out of the It was warm in the night. It was cold on he, uh, he's doing like the jazz, like I don't know if it's actually just that kind of traditional blues progression. You know, I don't know enough about
0: like that kind of stuff, like theory and all that. But like. Like you could you could play two two examples side by side and I would have no idea. You'd be like, this is one and this is the other. And I'd be like, okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, well like he's kind of doing a um i uh, I'll I think that's probably good. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I'll uh, find like like you ever hear like a 12 bar blues um it feels like the type
0: of thing that I should just say yes to and be like, uh-huh, uh-huh, totally. Yep, uh-huh.
1: You will. <laughs> like this. Where it's like. uh That the bow diddly.
0: That's my only reference, I don't actually know what it means.
1: I don't know. We could probably cut all this. <laughs> I, it's like, uh, like, you know, E, E, A, E, A, D kind of thing. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, it's not important. I thought I heard something in that one that I don't know if it's actually in the original. Uh, but if it is, it's kind of interesting. Something I may listen for. All
0: right. That, that was a little, a little slow. Let's, uh, pick up the pace a little bit here. We have a few that, uh, you know, ramp it up. We're going to we're going to start with. uh I know we've had mixed feelings on him on in the past, but I think he does a, a really good job of turning this song into a, a Midwest emo song here. It's Alex Melton.
1: I like he says in here this. <laughs> I still have found what I'm looking for gives Fall Out Boy a run for their money in terms of song titles. I really <laughs> yeah. of it, it is true.
0: I don't know. It, 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 I feel like it's different because it actually is the chorus and what the song is about. (laughs) Fallen Boy, they would just call it this and it would have nothing to do with anything. I
1: still haven't found what I'm looking for, but I'll find it on your bedroom floor. Yeah. (laughs) He he just does it perfectly every time. He just like maps everything to these styles.
0: God, there's nothing more satisfying to me, and for, for the listener, we're watching the video. Watching somebody, like, watching along as somebody's hitting a drum fill is so satisfying. Because, <laughs> like, they look proud of themselves, it sounds oh, yeah. so
1: cool. <laughs> I'm trying to learn how to play the drums, and it's so hard. Oh, I'm so proud when I can do, like, uh, anything between the kick drum and the, uh, like, coordinate to the kick drums and the sticks. I just, I, my wife always makes fun of me that whenever she comes down and I'm playing the drums, I look like I'm smiling like an idiot at her every time. And I'm like, <laughs> eyebrows up, huge smile, trying to do something. <laughs> That's not happiness, that's the struggle. <laughs> oh, yeah, I am, I'm just like, it's, it's, I'm so happy.
0: I mean, he's he's pretty much nailed it. I, I'm not sure yeah. who he's mocking, but he he's nailing it. <laughs> yeah, he's not uh, mocking, like mimicking. Like there's there's just something to like, if Bono and the Edge started a pop punk band, is what this oh. song is called. And I'm like, he's mocking one of them. Like, he's either no. mocking pop punk or he's mocking. <laughs> Bono I don't think and so. Edge. But I, I think that's just that kind of like, incendiary titling where it's like, yeah. He's gonna draw in those
1: people who are like, yeah, F those guys. No, no, honestly, I don't think so. I think it's because people love pop-punk, and that's like his thing, is turning things into pop-punk. You know what I mean? So you gotta make it like... Like, I was just thinking, before, when we were talking, when we were doing our like show prep, uh, Dan mentioned something about, like, yeah, doing this kind of like Midwest emo kind of style, it's like, it's like modern pop-punk
0: and like the most yeah. modern, like Wonder Years pop-punk.
1: Yeah, but it it kind of made me think like, I didn't realize it said that Bono and the Edge started pop-punk fan. I wonder if, uh, if that's the Edge. That's like the, you know, his like jingle jangly kind of big sound. He's doing all that like, all that kind of Midwestern-y, you know, Uh, noodling. Yeah, I bet you there are Which a lot of people like.
0: who would like put him in that influence category like he'd be like Maybe. that like covert one because you, you can't say you choose an influence and sound cool but everyone would be like yeah but it is kind of
1: kind of cool i do kind of wish he wasn't called the edge that also makes it hard to like you too
0: yeah i mean bono and the edge you have two people in the band with stage names like that's That's pretty, that's pretty rough. That's hard to get over. (laughs) It really is. (laughs) There's so many barriers to this band, dude. I mean, his name's not Bono in any sense, and his name's not The Edge for sure. (laughs)
1: Yeah, he shows up at shows and they're like, The Edge, I have your room here. Just lean on uh,
0: Larry Mullen Jr. You don't get more of a normal name than that. So is that his name? (laughs) That's the other guy (laughs) or one of the other guys. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right. So from there, we're going to we're going to stay here, keep it a little rough maybe, maybe the roughest we have on this one in a way that I just find so spectacular, it is yeah. Bradford Barker.
1: Yeah, uh, we're calling this lo-fi noise, maybe. Uh, Massachusetts. of an album called, no, not an album. A record label called Denizen Records. Okay. There's something to it. It reminds me of this band White Fang. Um They what is their thing? They're on that album that's all or that that label that's all like cassettes. What is it called? Now, I must be thinking it's a different band. Yeah, like I Burger don't know records. But I love oh NAR tapes. That's what it is.
0: love this so right? much. It's so good. And it's the type of thing where, like, I there's people in my life who I would specifically not play it for because I just I just don't care to explain why I love it. <laughs> like,
1: oh, it's impossible.
0: No, it's. Oh, God, I just love this so much.
1: Is it slowed down?
0: I want to say yes, because of the feel, but I don't think so.
1: I I feel like maybe part of this is slowed down and then it's sang over or screamed over. <laughs> like there's something so unsettling about it. I think there's something backwards too.
0: Can we play more off of this album? Uh, Yeah. Cause this is a covers album. I don't necessarily know what the deal is here. Bradford Barker and other favorites.
1: Funny Valentine.
0: (laughs) Can we do Let's do two of us. (laughs) Let's let's see what he does with a Beatles song.
1: Okay. Uh let's see.
0: It's track 15 on there.
1: Um. Yeah, OK, let's do it.
0: I mean, there's a lot on here that I, I definitely I've never heard of a lot of, of these here. songs. It, it says on the bottom who everything is, and a lot of it's not stuff I've heard.
1: Yeah. Oh, "Femme fatale, I didn't notice that.
0: I love this. I, I think I'm going to buy this this album. This is going to be a payday gift for me. Like, I, (sighs) I love this.
1: I don't want to stop. I want to hear Ben Fidel. Wait, is Femme Fatale the really weird one?
0: No, no. Femme Fatale was one that was covered a ton. Okay. Femme Fatale was oh, yeah, 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 okay. the, uh, the Nico song. Right, right, right.
1: Although I guess to really say cool. it's not a weird one,
0: is <laughs> uh not giving No, I'm thinking of one that's like
1: credit, but. Tough, like, like almost not a song. <laughs> This is cool. Let's see, this album came out this year, came out last month. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the other bands on this uh, on this label. I don't see anything I've ever heard of. Yeah, this Brad Barker has a lot of albums.
0: I-, I wish any of this would tell me more about who he is as a person, but I'll- honestly, I don't care. <laughs> I know.
1: <laughs>
0: don't ruin this for me, Bradford. <laughs> All right, we got to get back to. Uh, this is really
1: cool. Yeah, I know. I'm regularly kind of scheduled programming here.
0: All right. <laughs> we we have another uh, a punk version here before we uh, get back to uh, you know the norm. It's uh,
1: from uh, Bad Words. Yeah, this I was saying to Dan, this reminds me of this is like H2O to me. This is like. Uh, um, I was just listening to H2O again. Hadn't done that in a really? long time. I, like yeah, I don't know why I picked it. I just didn't. They always stood out to me as like one of the faster bands um, on those like uh, Funko Rama.
0: Yeah, H2O is like that weird no man's land between like the pop punk that really hit and like that underground version of it. They're like somewhere in the middle of that. But anyway, this is bad words. (laughs) It's fun, right? I like this version a lot. And they're from London, Ontario. Ah, Canada. From there, we're getting back into our, uh, you know, our nicer folk. <laughs> it's Haley Gardner. I Weirdly, a nice have transition.
1: Run, the yeah. Yeah, you really hear the him, the, you know, church song in this one. Yeah,
0: that's pretty. <laughs> yeah, I have crawled I
1: have scaled these city walls. These city walls. I wish I could hear this song for the first time. <laughs> you know, I.
0: I wonder what is like. like we've had that a few times I want to go through and find the one that like is like the quintessential example like I feel like that's what we could really sell our show on is like sure you know that song and you probably don't like it because you've heard it way too much but like
1: hear this that's that's how I get into stuff man that's why
0: I love this show it's definitely like softened my opinion on like overplayed stuff where I'm like yeah, but there's got to be something out there now. Yeah, there always <laughs> is. That's a very pretty voice. Very. I also think let's let's roll right into the next one because I also think the next person has a a pretty voice. Also, it's just like soft.
1: I, I like the finger picking, too, because again, it like it, it, I think it does something with uh, with the original, like there's something that the I saying that the edge is doing uh, <laughs> that, yeah, the, that finger picking like distills down nicely. Yeah, the edge lets his
0: style kind of win out, whereas this one kind of gives it some urgency. Yeah, but we're going now from Haley Gardner I into Kirby Brown. I have a run through the fields only to be with
1: you. Only to be. I I say this every episode now, but I I feel like this might be better as a country song, (laughs) also.
0: I mean, we're about to hit some solid country territory with the next few. It it, it kind of starts here. The city walls. We're not—we're not quite country here, but his voice is.
1: It's got a little banjo in the background, you know. Like I, I think this is more effective. Like it's the song, sir. <laughs> I
0: mean, it's weird to think of the original as not a ballad. Cause, like in my mind, I think it just is. Like in my in my memory, that's where it where it lives. It is then, a ballad. But then you hear it as like a legit, I mean, ballad. I guess in the the literal the sense of is, what a ballad is, and not like the uh, kind the of interpretation left, of it musically. Like what do but, you like, think
1: of as a ballad?
0: Like just like the slower, like taking it down a notch? the slower story. Like I, I know I know a ballad is basically like any story,
1: but Oh, okay. But, I was thinking uh, about it as like a yeah, it's, it's like take it, taking it down a notch. It's taking the edge off. It's, you know. Yeah. I think it does. <laughs> it does take the edge off. And, I mean, it's it's, like There's no edges. I mean. It's it so literally, it's taking the edge off. <laughs> <laughs> I like that chord right there. That like Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think the other ones do that. Yeah, I don't know what that is, but I like that a lot.
0: Yeah, after we get get through the little uh, country country twang here, let's let's roll into the next one. Because the uh, the edge comes like completely off on this next one. All right, that's enough of that. I need
1: one second. I don't think I have this one. Yes, the Raven is next. Yes, um, wait, do it? Yeah, I do. Okay.
0: So this one is just a guy and a guitar, and not that the not that we haven't encountered that in the past, but. It feels even more sparse than the description implies. It's Yes, the Raven.
1: Is this the is the band Yes, the Raven? I don't actually know. I ended up it's on a
0: YouTube tribute album. I ended up looking more into that than I did actually Yes,
1: the Raven. It's This person's tribute album, it seems like.
0: to see what they would have on here because there's there's so many u2 songs available and like when i hear this style the one i was really hoping that they would have was new year's day because it seems to match up kind of perfectly like it almost makes me wish that we had just found this and did this album because i don't I don't want to go listen to New Year's Day, but it is on there. (laughs) Yeah, we've sidetracked enough this episode.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This is the. uh, This is the Garden State soundtrack cover for the song. (laughs) Yeah. Isn't it so nice, though?
0: So the the guy who is, yes, the Raven is Alan Mearns. He is a classical guitarist. So if I had to guess without kind of going too far down the Alan Mearns rabbit hole, I, I would assume that yes, the Raven is him doing songs and classical guitar is just him playing classical guitar. So mm, his actual okay. name is the classical guitar project. And yes, the Raven is like, song. Got it. Lyrical songs, I guess. I don't want to discredit solo guitar. <laughs> there's real songs, <laughs> You know, stuff that matters. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You notice there's no beautiful dance. Found what I'm for. That's beautiful, right? I love it. And I think this is uh, way more unique. It has kind of a like a dust in the wind. Uh, something going on i don't know if it's a i feel like it's the same maybe it was always the same chords in dust in the wind in this song i just never noticed
0: i mean i would be the one to tell you
1: (laughs) i don't get i don't hear dust in the wind when i hear this song so every song is actually dust in the wind it's unavoidable (laughs) (laughs) if you listen hard enough all we are (laughs) maybe it's just finger picking in general makes you think of it
0: so we're we're staying in country for for a little while longer. We have two more in the country territory. The next one is Paul Bogert.
1: I have climbed he the just feels right. Yeah, that, through
0: the that little bit of twang makes all the difference. Yeah.
1: Only to be with you. The swells, too. It like the swells fit the style really well. I have
0: crawled, I have On his
1: this website, he walks, is
0: like the first picture, north, front and center, is uh, him in a rodeo. <laughs> <with> <laughs> They're like, Yeah, we're doing it. This is legit. But even honestly, even the shuffle, like
1: this song. What I'm is it even- is it a shuffle? Like, what are the, no, the drums are like a hard rock beat, right? We got some brushes going there. <laughs> well, like, the shuffle fits this song. <laughs> I
0: have kissed, honey lips,
1: felt the healing this burning desire i don't think i ever heard the religious stuff in this song whenever you're listening to this and you know angel. never heard the song before i have Came on the radio the on a road trip a passing through a state i've never it been, been in, bit, in oh life. shoot it's a oh it's a country it's a christian <laughs> yeah, station I got me again
0: <laughs> that was fooling me on this same album, he does a uh, a cover of a Sunshine. For, but which, spoiler alert, will come up on this show.
1: <laughs> oh, someday, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I really
0: I'll have to like make a note of this guy so we can uh, drop him back in on that episode.
1: oh I guarantee you we'll forget and we'll be like, Paul Boger. doesn't that sound familiar? Yeah, why does that
0: sound familiar? <laughs> <laughs> I know we've had a lot of country guys Maybe he's one of them <laughs> We'll rediscover him, I'm sure Over and over and over <laughs> Alright, so one more country one Before we uh, Get out of here with some Just wonderful insanity We we got we got Joey McGee Well I have
1: climbed The highest mountain I have run Through the field
0: I don't want to hear this guy sing saying another song. It's
1: perfect, right? It's just so good.
0: <laughs> this is that like Johnny Depp in Once Upon a Time in Mexico, where he's like, this meal was so good that I'm going to go go shoot the chef. I'm like, that's what this is. You did such a good job. It's over. He has quite a few albums. That being said, I'm definitely gonna listen to more
1: of this guy. <laughs> he seems to have quite a few covers in his albums too, which is cool. And I have kissed. Honey lips Felt the healing In her fingertips It burned like fire and There you go, he's kind of country gospel it's burning All right. I have spoke with The tongues of angels And I have Held the hand Of the devil It was warm and I was cold a stone He's not even like He's not doing anything wild here He's just like Nailing it <laughs> I, think sounds, I can't even put my finger on why I'm like It just sounds kind depressing. of
0: what you were saying before Where this song doesn't do a lot Yeah So like You don't
1: have to do a lot. Yeah. Bono just chooses and the edge just can't help but do a lot. Yeah.
0: (laughs) He has an all on the Watchtower cover.
1: Oh, we got to do that sometime, too.
0: He also has a cover of I Want You, which is a great song. The Dylan I song. That.
1: I don't know if I knew that one. And we'll we'll do it later. <laughs> he sings several bars of it. Uh, no, I, w- I wouldn't that even do it.
0: Dylan justice. <laughs> I'll, I'll try my Dylan voice one day. OK, <laughs> but in the meantime, while I'm practicing that, let's listen to, uh, you know, new favorite on this show. It's uh, Brayton. B-R-A-A-T-E-N,
1: Brayton Brayton all day Yeah I am uh I am into this Yeah Tropical for me, House
0: right It just feels so crazy that like I found one Like I found one in the genre I got one <laughs> If
1: I remember right this is how we got to this song
0: <laughs> No I I had this one ready to go Oh really It was it was on my list and then it was like, oh, Brayton did it? Yeah. <laughs> there's at least one that we'll love. <laughs> i
1: trying to remember if this is the same guy who sang Dancing on My Own.
0: I believe he was. I think that is where he came
1: from, for us at okay. least. No, but I mean, like, there's Brayton, I think, is the producer. And then I think there's someone different that sings upon these. There is no one
0: else listed on dancing on my own on this one version of it at least okay okay tom bailey is the other name listed on this one or whatever that's worth
1: it's funny because sometimes you you know i'm looking at this and like he has a whole playlist for himself called lo-fi chill beats to oh wait it's not him it's like okay never mind i guess he just put together a playlist of chill beats to relax steady and chill to nice i was gonna say this doesn't sound lo-fi to me i don't think i would call it that but i don't think it is <laughs> yeah i
0: mean i think that's a, a genre that you uh you know define as the listener
1: I don't know if this keeps any of the feel, but, uh... It has its own feel. I feel
0: like
1: I could listen to this, this person forever. Yeah. <laughs> if Brad and I could just like, put on in the background, like, I would love to just hang out all the time, listen to this, and feel good all the time.
0: It is dangerously close to not being background music, which is a huge compliment from me towards this genre. <laughs> right?
1: Especially the little like it's not a like it's it's a it's a driving beat, but it's done in like a relaxing way. Yeah, it
0: still kind of okay. calms you out despite it moving you forward constantly.
1: I okay, I'm gonna play. So this is awesome. I want to play uh, another one. Uh, okay, they do just like a couple seconds of it. They do bulletproof. That's like the LaRue song, right? I
0: would imagine, yeah. Unless, I mean, I'm sure there's other songs called that, but yeah. You don't have to
1: worry oh, I don't think it is.
0: About a thing. No. Right? Don't I don't know that song worry. from the lyrics.
1: Yeah. Okay, <laughs> never mind. That, that, I wonder if there's a lot of covers of that LaRue song. That's an awesome song.
0: I, yeah, I love that song.
1: No, I need to listen to some more bread.
0: <laughs> I'm going to have to cut that part out anyway. So. <laughs> from uh, from a new favorite to an a, a legend in her own right. Coming to us live from the Do You Believe tour in 2000, I want to say is Cher.
1: In Vegas.
0: And like this is a a six minute video that is a lot of kinda of, club remix of share oh, songs. She sauce.
1: just slows out of and the then, stage. Yeah,
0: <laughs> she emerges
1: out of out of nowhere. Oh With like scars tied around her head the biggest hair you've ever seen. This is, this is how I hear this song, Damn. Really? Yeah, this is, I'm like, I can't even tell the difference. You think it's this good all the time? Like the way she sings it, it's like how Bono. I, I love it's the, like, the a weird
0: beat. like Cher swagger that it has.
1: Yeah, it's like a disco.
0: I want to find this whole concert.
1: Oh my god, people are losing their
0: minds.
1: This was like going to the Aeros tour, but in 2000. I
0: mean, you think about it though, in 2000, Believe comes out, and it's a massive comeback for somebody who could not have been more famous for a very long time. Ooh. And it hits across ages. Everybody who loved her loves that she's back, and everybody who is just a child is like, I love this Believe song. Who is that lady?
1: I, (laughs) maybe I was just in a bad mood when I was 15, but uh, this Cher, Cher, U2, Santana, Madonna, they're all having these comebacks that I just found like insufferable. I was like, I could not stand that Believe song. Oh, my goodness. I
0: loved the auto tune. I thought it sounded so cool. (laughs) But it's fun, though. Like every time you like run through the list of people, I'm like, that Santana album sucks. Madonna sucked. Like, I I love 80s Madonna. I love a lot of a lot of 90s Madonna. We get into Ray of Light or after Ray of Light. I'm like, no, thanks.
1: That's what I'm thinking, though, is of Ray of Light.
0: Ray of Light, I mean, the song, not the album, the album sucks. Okay,
1: okay. Actually, I kind of liked the Santana
0: album when it came out. I uh, I've been out since the beginning, and it just keeps coming back. <laughs> really?
1: No, really?
0: I what? mean, every like five years or so, there's a whole new like ironic push towards smooth again. Really? It's it just. keeps coming. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Gotta do good. Uh, make the uh, the Dave Matthews one come back, or the there's so many there's so many duets on there. What's the other one? The, the, um, oh shoot! What what is it? I'm not uh, doing
0: this with you.
1: No 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 no. no. Uh, <laughs> I have no interest in, in the Supernatural. Supernatural, yeah it's yeah yeah. The, the Rob Thomas, Michelle one. Branch has one. The Everlast. The Our Last song is that the one I'm thinking of. I don't I think it is. Think I know that. What? Yes, this,
0: you do. I did uh, not listen to things that were not on the radio. Of this,
1: this was on the radio. Well, then it didn't make it to me. You don't remember the song? <laughs> nope. This was it. Not on the radio. Was it just on my own playlist all the time? Maybe. You don't never heard the song before. Not ringing any bells. Oh, he got an Everlast. The guy Everlast? from House of Pain. Of course, the guy. From, do you remember? <laughs> you don't know, remember Everlast? Uh, the what it's like? No, I know Everlast. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Black Jesus. Everlast had some good. I. It's been a long time Relax. since I listened to
0: Everlast. The Ballad of Whitey Ford. I remember it.
1: <laughs> this may be. Uh, yeah, this may be how we get back into what Everlast. You didn't see this coming, did you, Dan? No. <laughs> I hope it doesn't make its way to us. <laughs> oh my god, I wonder what kind of covers there are what it's like. Oh, there's
0: gotta be no, I don't I don't I don't it wanna know actually honestly I don't wanna know. I don't I don't wanna know. <laughs> you'll, you'll find out. Let's keep going. Let's get out of here before we're stuck. Okay. The the next one we have is uh another one in that kind of 90s R and B-ish territory. It's the chimes. Now we're balladin. <laughs> I have run to the feet only to be with you. Only to be with you.
1: I have run. I have run. <laughs> I love that. Yep.
0: This is another one of those where, like, it just kind of works. I don't don't know what sets it apart. Like, I just, I just really dig it. Maybe it is that bass.
1: The what? That bass. It's, there's something to it. It's doing something in me, like a resonating frequency in my body. Is this 90s? This thing feels
0: 90s. I don't actually know when this one came out. Yeah, 1990, single charted at number six in the UK. Which is crazy, because 1990. this song is three years old. That means it charted and then it charted immediately with this.
1: Alright, I've heard enough of it. Yeah. It's interesting. I'm glad it exists.
0: Alright, let's let's skip the next one and just get into ELEW and get out of here. Okay. So this this next one is the the last one. And uh, it's just another one where, you know, it's it's not the genre I expected to be the standout. But there's just something about it. It's E.L.E.W.
1: Yeah, it's fully instrumental. Not just fully instrumental. It is a single piano. and this person does these rock jazz albums, claims to have invented this genre of rock jazz, and we know for a fact that that's not true. Um, But they have several volumes of it, and like it is undeniably there's something really interesting about it. I don't know if I would be
0: like all in, but I'm in on this one. I don't know if I could listen to volumes of it.
1: No, but anytime somebody puts out a lot like, a you know, several volumes of covers, I don't think they're meant to be like, you know, back to back, cover to cover. Yeah, probably uh, true. Uh, uh listens. like I think it's like putting out things that, you know, people may find interesting. But like, there's no swing to it. It's like done in sort of like classical way. I guess there is a little swing to it. I don't know. There's something about the way it just sounds nothing like any of the other uh, covers, not just because of the instrument, but like it's too fat, not too fast, but it's like fast. And it's kind of it's not droney, but it's like it just doesn't keep any of the rhythm. It does its own thing. I don't know. There's something really interesting about it, I think.
0: Yeah, I, I really like that one. Right. Doesn't drag it out. Yeah. All right, so that is the uh, the last one uh, before we go into break. I'll, uh, I guess I should tell you the the one you've been hearing going in and out of breaks so far was uh, Natalie Forteza. And we're going to hear a little bit more of that one going into our final break. And we'll be right back to hear final thoughts and what we're doing next next episode. All right, we will be back to the show in a minute. We just wanted to take a a step away here and give you the full rundown of our newly launched Patreon. It is uh it is up, it is public. The uh the first episode should be out there by now, but you also get a lot of benefits whether that's there or not, you get all the benefits right away. So, let's uh let's take them through it. You ready?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm ready. I've been really looking forward to this. I can't wait uh, to take people along for this ride. There's some really fun stuff in here. So
0: the um, the first level, the kind of the the very basic, we just have a one dollar level. Everything is kind of based on a uh, release formats. So this is the the single level. So we're we're looking at a at a 45 or a, a single or any anything of that ilk but it is a it's a $1 a month tier not not any major financial commitment you get no ads so you won't have to hear us doing this if you pay us $1 <laughs> and then you'll uh, you'll get discord access which means you can jump in we have uh we have good conversations going over there from from time to time with each episode and the more the merrier so hop in there also, if you don't want to give us a dollar, just tell us you want to be part of the Discord, we'll probably take care of that anyway. <laughs> but the ad-free content is the big big part of that first tier. But things start to get really good for our EP tier. This is the uh this is the one I would recommend for the people who were uh, unsure about it. You get the ad-free content, you get the Discord but you also get the early access and you'll be getting two or three extra episodes a month for the
1: $5. Yeah. This is, this is the, this is the stuff we're really excited about. This is like, all right, Dan and I don't have all the time in the world. We're like, we're going to do it every other week. We'll be planning a lot of really fun episodes that never stops it has nothing to do with the Patreon, but uh, you know, when Dan and I stop recording, and Dan can't stop talking about uh um the Mass Singer. And we're like, <laughs> should should we do a Math Singer rewatch? Uh this this is where things like that would go. So uh yeah, I think there's a lot of potential for some really fun stuff here.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll have interviews, we'll have kind of the the shorter episodes for stuff that that doesn't have the the full repertoire of covers, but we have like one or two covers that we really like this is where those episodes will exist we'll we'll get little addendums stuff that had to be cut for time will all show up here so you you get a lot for for your money at the five dollar level
1: the completest level
0: yeah you you get you get all the stuff you get uh, I, I should say I forgot what the one dollar level you get the uh outlines and stuff too and all the all that stuff so if you are interested in the behind the scenes part you get all that for the one dollar and then everything is there for every tier below it. So the next one is the LP tier. So we're going full length here, the $10 tier. You get the ad free content, the discord, the early access, the exclusive other episodes, but then you also get to be in on the conversation here. Now, this is where if you are giving us the $10 a month at the LP level, you get to place your requests and we will take them like, we will we will be beholden to the requests. If you are making them, those episodes will come out. Oh, and merch. You also get all all various forms of merch. This is not quite the apparel level. We we do have one that is that. This is more the the stickers and pins and buttons and any kind of random design stuff that we hit on throughout the episodes. This is where you'll be getting those things for the the ten dollar a month part. Now, we have two left. These are the uh the more lofty tiers, but I I, I love what you Aspirational. Get. Yeah. I, if if anybody joins these, I will be surprised and thrilled because I do want people in at this level. Because in addition to all the other stuff we were talking about, you also get to become a guest on the show. So you can you can throw out your request for what you would like to do. And we will build an episode for you to come on and be the guest on. And then you also will get a t-shirt at that level. That's where the apparel stuff starts coming into play.
1: And this is where Dan gets excited because Dan has a lot of t-shirt ideas.
0: Oh, yeah. I I love making t-shirts and I, uh, you know, who knows, if people do come in at that level, maybe I'll just start pumping them out there and you'll get one, probably not monthly, but <laughs> it's, it's not just a one and done. You get a t-shirt and we move it on.
1: A whole wardrobe.
0: Yeah, you, you can uh, blanket your body in Blanket and Covers t-shirts. <laughs> but I do want to make a wind t-shirt. <laughs> harken, <laughs> harken back to the old days. We haven't, yeah. we haven't mentioned them in a long time, but I do want to make a wind shirt. <laughs> but we have one more, and this is the one that I I would be so happy if anybody joined at this level. It is the $30 box set. You get all the stuff from the other ones, the ad-free content, the Discord, the early access, the exclusive stuff, you get the make a request, you get merch, you get t-shirts, you get to be on an episode. But the one that makes this so much more exciting than all of the other ones for me, you get to be part of
1: our album of the month club. <laughs> this is what I'd be so excited. I like I I would I would curate this so hard. This would be all I would think about all month is is what to put in that.
0: I've already started kind of building a list of like, what is the one that I want to represent us, and like I have like two or three that like, all right, so if somebody joins now, their first one will be in January. What's a great January album? So I'm putting a lot of thought into this already, and we are just launching. So it's a a lot of exciting stuff, lots of different tiers to jump in. If you want to jump in at one dollar, that's great. You get all the you get all the stuff that you get there, at, and we really appreciate anything you're willing to give us. But also, if you're just here listening for free and you're skipping through this, waiting for us to get back to the episode, <laughs> thank you for that anyway. The listens yes. go a long way. We really appreciate it. And with that, we will jump you back into the rest of the episode. Thanks.
1: Thank you. All right, we are
0: back. I kind of want to skip over the uh, what did you think and just get right to uh, what were your favorites? Because I feel like I already know what you think.
1: Yeah, I, uh, you know, (laughs) in in the break just now, I started listening to to the original again, trying to like get myself back in. And like, honestly, it's less uh, it's less obnoxious. (laughs) (laughs) Then I remember it being, like, it's it's less, there's less going on. Like, I remember it being a lot bigger sounding. So it's, like, it's brought it back to earth, I think, a little bit for me. Um, I kind of, like, let it sit for a few days. I'll, like, I'll get back to you on this one. I
0: I think Joshua Tree as an album is one that if you just kind of let it wash over you a little bit and you kind of just exist in the same space as it for a little while, like, Like a cat getting used to a new dog. Not that I have any experience with that. You just kind of treat it, you you kind of treat it like that. Where like, it just, I just need to kind of ingratiate myself a little bit with what's happening. And then once you kind of get over that hurdle, I, I
1: I don't think there's a miss on it. So interesting. I gotta, yeah, I, you know, I, I still have work to do. I'm not done.
0: Well, I appreciate the effort. So what were the ones that stood out to you? What are what are the ones the uh, the ones that you will take with you one way or the other?
1: Yeah, I mean, the the like Brayton, you know, I don't know if it kept really too much from the original or even tried to stay that true to it. But there's something about that Brayton that I can't get out of my head. I'm yeah, this group really interesting. Um. Like it's I not really even like, like that.
0: unique from itself either. Like I know, I, I don't, I don't know what it is or why I like <laughs> it
1: so much. Uh, I, I liked that a lot. Um, I, I like the king and queen a lot too, and that's something that I'd like to to check out some more. Yeah, um, that was decent. the The country, the country songs, I thought worked really well for this. Um, yeah, yeah, the, the Paul Bogart. Yeah. Yeah. Specifically, him and uh, um, Joey McGee was really awesome. Uh, but like, I think Paul Paul Bogart had that like country western feel to it that I with the shuffle that I, I liked yeah. a lot.
0: Yeah, I think I Paul, Paul Bogart really well. would be the the big takeaway. I think that would be the one for me on this one if it weren't for Bradford Barker. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah that was awesome
0: (laughs) I like I I get paid on Friday and that might be the first thing I do with the money I get is getting that album and it's a pay what you pay what you want want. I can get it for free right now but I want to give that money
1: (laughs) totally yeah that was really cool yeah I guess I didn't expect I didn't know what to expect with this I didn't know if we were going to get a lot of like kind of weirdo you know Kind of out there covers, and I'm so glad that we found one of those. Yeah. I also really liked Yes the Raven. I thought that was really good too.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was pretty good. I I think I might even check out the uh the classical guitar kind of virtuoso version of oh, that guy. Oh, I'd like guy. to hear what
1: you think. Yeah,
0: but uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's that pretty much sums it all up here. The 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 first one we played there, that Springsteen and U two one. Kinda of made me wish that they would just like put out an album of covers of each other and just, you know, see what came of it. Why not? Like, yeah. They, they've made enough money. Do something cool <laughs> just for me. Like.
1: Yeah, if I I like listening to, to Springsteen sing it, I feel like I would like it better as like a Bruce Springsteen song. Like I, I really really like what he was doing with it. I mean he
0: he has been doing cover albums. Maybe he can get a, a YouTube really? cover album in there. Yeah, he did like a Motown covers I think he did Westerns. I forgot.
1: How are we not doing a show on one
0: of those? It might not be that good.
1: Oh, Bruce, no.
0: I, I only listened to the the newest ones. I don't know if across the board that's true, but yeah, mm. the newest one didn't really hit for me. But right. uh, yeah, well, that, that's that's enough of you two. We we've put well, you through you. enough.
1: No, know. I'm glad that you did this. I, I need to, this, this is what this show is all about, man. We get out of our comfort zone, right? Listen to some new genres and some new songs and different genres. And this is what it's all about. So I'm glad that you do it. Keep, keep doing it. Keep challenging me.
0: All right. I'll find some more. i got to figure out what you hate. <laughs>
1: but, uh, well, you know, it's you, it's you too. It's what i share. If they were, if they had a comeback in about 98 to 2002, it probably drives me nuts.
0: Well, in the meantime, what are we doing next episode?
1: Yes, I uh, I can't hardly wait to do this next episode. Oh, um, <laughs> oh I, I know so, what's okay, happening. <laughs> I, I don't know the replacements very well, uh, but I... I didn't even know this song Can't Hardly Wait. It was part of the movie Can't Hardly Wait. You had to tell me that it's in so, the movie. <laughs> you guys, I just heard this incredible song. It was in the the Bear. It was like heavily Oh, PG is it? In I haven't the watched the Bear yet. It's it's like perfect too. And this whole episode, the one guy is talking about the replacements kind of in the background. You can only like kind of hear what he's talking about. I've never listened to the replacements before. I don't think I know a single song. Um I wonder if
0: this will be a good in. Because like it wasn't, it wasn't my end
1: but it's maybe my okay. favorite replacement song. I would like to hear the other replacement song you listen to. Cause I tried to listen to this album and I was like, I think I just love this song so much. I, I it's all I want right now. I listen to it so much that my kids love it. Uh, it was my birthday the other week and all they, they, Kicked the door in playing that song because they're like, "Look, it's your favorite song." That <laughs> and I just found out about it like a few months ago. That's uh, so. That, cool. That's how much I play. It. I've had to sing it to my two-year-old before bed. Uh, we a few times.
0: we were just talking about it because I I can't remember which Smoking Pope song it was, but in the middle of the yes. Smoking Pope song, when I saw them, they just very. Easily transitioned into Can't Hardly Wait and played a bit of Can't Hardly Wait and then went back into their song and it might have been the happiest I've been in years. It was so cool. And I was like, I would love to do a Can't Hardly Wait episode, but I just haven't been able to find that many good covers. And then for like the next week, you kept sending me covers. I'm so happy we're actually doing it.
1: <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. I There's so, I do you know that uh, Alex Chilton plays in this song? He plays guitar in this song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. There's like, I got to get more into the replacements. And so this is going to be, I think, a really fun, uh, it's basically going to be a love letter to the song. I, I can't get enough of it. Ah, oh, that's so cool.
0: I love this song so much. Can't hardly wait. It's one of my favorite movies. Oh, my God.
1: I'm so excited. I need a background when we do this. I want to hear why is this like what about Can't Hardly Wait? The movie matches up with this song when we do the episode. I want to hear what I you know. think about
0: that. I'll have to watch it again. Oh, okay. tw- twist my arm. I have to watch Can't Hardly Wait again. All right. I, that's mean, I just it. shut it off before the credits every time. I had no idea. That's true, you have to get all the way to the end <laughs> But uh, yeah, that's it for this episode We will be back in two weeks To hear all about Can't Hardly Wait by the replacement. Life
1: that flash In the evening Through a crack In the tree this has been a presentation from the Wasted Robot Network. For more information and links to other shows, please visit www.wastedrobotrecords.com slash podcasts. I can't wait.